0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today I'm going to go to my AEW Dynamite review. Starting off the evening, we we'll go to our first match of the night. It is Darby Allen versus Cesar Bononi. Uh, starting off the match, Cesar's pretty much keeping the pace of the match, throwing Darby Allen around the ring like a ragdoll. Um, Allen ends up hitting a stunner on Cesar Bononi. Allen then gets to the top rope, hits a coffin drop off the top rope on Cesar, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Darby Allen. After the match, though, Alan calls out Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky show up. Sky says that when Sunday comes around, it will be the end of a legend, obviously referring to Sting. Uh, Alan and Sting then are both attacked by Cesar Bernoni, Page, and Scorpio Sky. Dark Order show up. Dark Order pretty much stopped the attack that was going on from Cesar Bernoni, Page, and Scorpio Sky. Number one, man, this was a fantastic match, in my honest opinion, opening the night. And to me, this was a special Dynamite, in my honest opinion, man. Having the fans back, um, pretty much almost a full crowd, if you will, for Dynamite uh, since the pandemic, man. It was just awesome, man. When Darby Allen came out with Sting, man, the crowd completely erupted. Um, and it, honestly, it was like a wholesome moment, man, to be honest with you. I mean, fans, I, I told you guys before, man, fans are everything for professional wrestling. You know, and, and I think that's something where you, you can even look at WWE right now. You know, right now... You know, the fans are going to tell you the truth, man, whether it's a heel or a babyface. And if they don't like that person, man, they don't want him on their TV. Or they don't want to see him. Um, but this was fantastic, man. It just, you know, taking away from the match itself. I mean, having the fans there, seeing the crowd, seeing the, the posters and stuff was just absolutely phenomenal stuff to see, man. But um, hats off to Darby Allen for getting the win in this match. Moving on from that, we have the weigh-in. For the Anthony Agogo match versus Cody Rhodes at double or nothing. Uh, Paul White is at is at the weigh-in. He's officiating the weigh-in, if you will. Um, Paul White pretty much disses QT Marshall, too, which, which was absolutely hilarious. Um, the factory obviously came down to the ring for the weigh-in for Anthony Ogogo. Uh Paul White introduces Cody Rhodes for the first time as the American dream. The crowd completely erupted after that. Uh, Cody ends up weighing in at 218 pounds um but the one funny thing i'll take away is as soon as cody weighed in there was fireworks going off i guess from a baseball game after cody weighed in and the crowd was chanting usa um which was absolutely insane and the crowd was going crazy for the weigh-in uh a ends up weighing in at 219 pounds um which was great i thought the weigh-in was pretty cool man seeing paul white um kind of officiate the um uh, the weigh-in was absolutely awesome um, but I will say this, man, the weigh-in kind of gave me vibes of Rocky IV. You know, when Rocky was going up against Ivan Drago, it kind of gave me that same kind of feel. You know, you got the USA versus UK, and, and they're pushing that whole storyline between Cody and Anthony Agogo. Personally, for me, and I, in my preview predictions, I chose Cody to go over in this match. I, I don't see Cody losing, in my honest opinion. Now, I will say this. Obviously, Tony Khan, Cody... And Cody put his, you know, his name out there to sign Anthony Agogo. You know, after you know Tony Khan did the podcast for Unrestricted, you know, it was all Cody's idea to bring in Anthony Agogo. He said he had a lot of talent that he wants to learn how to wrestle. Um, and Cody pretty much put his name out there to have Anthony Agogo come over to AEW. Obviously, that's backfired now because now we have Anthony Agogo versus Cody Rhodes at Double or Nothing. You guys know how I feel about Anthony Agogo, man, and. Um, I made it pretty simple you know you want to come in obviously you know you're an Olympic boxer which is great I'm a big fan of boxing as well it's a fantastic sport man and there's a lot of great boxers in England I have, a, I mean one of my favorite boxers of all time is Ricky the Hitman hat fantastic boxer uh, you have obviously Anthony Joshua and everybody knows who Tyson Fury is um, fantastic box boxers in England um, but For me, it's okay, and I'm completely fine with, you know, other athletes from different sports, whether it be boxing, MMA, basketball, whatever. And we've all seen it, man. I mean, again, we can go back to the WCW days when you had, you know, Jay Leno, who's obviously, you know, a talk show host, you know, fantastic. And then you have, you know, Carl Malone, when he was teaming up with Diamond Dallas Page, you go up against Hogan and Rodman. You know, obviously you had Dennis Rodman being a part of the NWO. And it kind of worked, man. I mean, this was the thing. I mean, I'm all for people coming over from different sports and want to become a pro wrestler. If that's your dream of yours, hey, I'm all for it. Anthony Gogo needs to show me a little bit more of the wrestling skills just besides that body punch, man. And, I, and I've said that multiple times in the past. You know, obviously, he's been training under the Nightmare family. He's been working a lot with QT Marshall and Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes at the time with the Nightmare family. I need to see something more. You know, and I look at the Nightmare family, too. There's a lot of good talent they have there. You know, number one for me is Lee Johnson. I think Lee Johnson has a lot of potential. I think the you know he's a fantastic wrestler, a great athlete, um, and he just fits the mold of what the Nightmare Family is, man. I mean, they're in there to wrestle, and I think I think Lee Johnson has a lot of potential. You know, possibly a TNT champion down the line, absolutely. But um, I need to see more from Anthony Agogo to show me that he actually is serious about becoming a wrestler. Um, and, and right now I just I'm not seeing it. I think it's going to be a decent match, and I am rooting for Cody Rhodes to get the win in this match. But all in all, this was a really good way in After that, we go into our next match on the card. It is Adam Page versus Joey Janela. Uh, starting off the match, pretty much a back-and-forth matchup between both Page and Janela. Page ends up hitting a devastating fall-away slam on Janela on the outside. Janela then hits an elbow drop on the top rope on Page It looked like he took that straight out of Randy Savage's playbook. Page then hits a pump-up powerbomb on Janela. Page then hits his signature Buckshot Lariat on Joey Janela, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Adam Page. The one thing I will take away from this match, though, is that Adam Page was busted wide open, man. Um, It was brutal. After the match, though, Brian Cage shows up. uh, Well, Taz was calling out Adam Page, uh, pretty much hyping up the match that he's going to have with uh, Brian Cage at Double or Nothing. Brian Cage ends up showing up, comes down to the ring. Page calls out Team Taz, pretty much mocks Brian Cage. He pretty much knew what was going to happen before it actually happened. He knew that he was possibly going to get jumped by, you know, uh, Hook and Brian Cage. He was looking for Ricky Starks. If Ricky Starks was to come out of nowhere and attack Adam Page, he kind of already knew that was going to happen. Uh, Page also said, you know, why don't you keep these guys back and face me me like a man? And I think this is going to be one of those matches on Double or Nothing that's going to be underrated. Um, I'm a big fan of Adam Page. I think he's going to be that guy eventually down the line that they're going to put this company on the back of in my honest opinion I think it'd be one of the guys that actually takes the belt away from Kenny Omega um, I have a lot of hope for Adam Page I think he's a fantastic wrestler I man I love the gimmick the gimmick's absolutely fantastic and to be honest the fact that he's even working or associated himself with the Dark Order I think is absolutely fantastic man um, I think it's really good stuff but hats off to Adam Page for getting the win in this match Moving on from that, we have an Eddie Kingston and John Moxley promo. Now, the one thing I will take away from this, and it might have just been me, but they were going to show that they showed the promo originally, and then they cut it off and went right to commercial break. I thought that was kind of you know kind of odd. Um, then they came back from commercial break and they go right back into the promo again. Um, the one funny thing is, is the the Young Bucks shoes. Now, if you guys watched Dynamite last night, the fact that you know they had a sho- you know Eddie Kingston was holding a shovel, and you saw the, the Nike shoes that they stole from the Young Bucks and they're trying to bury these shoes was absolutely hilarious, man. Um, but John Moxley looks like he's definitely wanting some gold. You know, it looks like they're looking to get the AEW Tag Team Championships off the Young Bucks. I mean, they did praise the Young Bucks and said that Young Bucks are one great tag team, one of the best tag teams in the world, and they are. Um, Eddie Kingston and Moxley being a tag team, you know, it's kind of relatively new. Now, obviously, there's a lot of history between Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, especially on the independent scene. And, you know, Moxley said that he would go to war with Eddie Kingston. And Eddie Kingston said the same thing, man. I think this is going to be a fantastic match. Even the theme song, man, the the Wild Thing song, it just fits what those guys are doing. John Moxley is a loose cannon, you know. And honestly, I hate saying this, man, but he kind of reminds me of like a Brian Pillman a little bit, man. With the whole gimmick that Brian had. Now, obviously, he's not Brian Pillman. Rest in peace to Brian Pillman. Um, But if, if you look at the promos that John Moxley does even by himself without Eddie Kingston, it's, you know, he is no games, man. You know, Moxley is there to, you know, wreak, you know, wreak havoc against anybody that he faces. And I'm all for it, man. I, I think him, you know, Moxley and Kingston working together is just absolutely fantastic. And it's definitely one of the matches that double or nothing that I'm very, very much looking forward to. But all in all, this was a great promo for uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Moving on from that, we have a scheduled Tony Schiavone interview with Orange Cassidy. Which, originally, that's what I thought, but Pac ends up showing up, interrupting Tony Schiavone. Pac said that Orange Cassidy is irrelevant. Pac then calls out Kenny Omega, calling Kenny Omega a coward. After that, Don Callis ends up showing up on the Titantron, uh, pretty much trying to set up a distraction, says Pac is crazy, that he's, there's no way that he's going to step in the ring with Pac. And what he thought was going to be a distraction, Kenny Omega ends up getting into the ring, Pac turns around, Pac ends up going after Omega, the the good brothers end up showing up, the good brothers end up attacking Pac, the lucha bros are here, Amaga then goes to put Pac in a one-winged angel, then Orange Cassidy music hits, he comes out to the ring, the crowd completely erupts, Orange Cassidy then has a Superman punch on Kenny Omega as well as Pac, after that, Orange Cassidy is seen holding the AEW championship high in the sky, maybe this might symbolize the fact that Orange Cassidy might actually win the AEW world championship, now, do I think he's going to win it? No, I do not. I don't. I, I think Kenny Omega's going to hold that belt for a little while. And if I had to put smart money on anything, I think the wild card of that battle royal will be Andrade. Um, and I'll get to the reason why towards the end of the podcast, where I thought it might have been Brian Danielson, but I'll get to the reason why I don't think it's possibly going to be Daniel Bryan. But um, all in all, this was a great interview with Tony Schiavone and Pac, and the promo that Pac, uh, you know, the promo that he had was fantastic. You know, Kenny Omega getting involved, Don Callis getting involved, and obviously Orange Cassidy. Man, Orange Cassidy, like I told you guys before, man, everybody is just gravitated towards what that dude is doing right now. And right now, he's a top dog for AEW. And and people love the gimmick, man. The best friend's phenomenal. I, and now that they're working with Chris Statlander, I think it's absolutely great. Um, So everybody's just attached to what he's doing right now, and I think it's absolutely fantastic. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to this match as well. I think it's going to be an absolute fantastic match, man. Moving on from that, we go into to our next match on the card as well. It is Kylin King, if I'm pronouncing that right, versus Jade Cargill. Um, starting with the match, pretty much a back-and-forth matchup. Obviously, Jade is showing her strength in the match. But it looked like King was kind of, you know, matching strength for strength with, uh, with Jade, which I was actually kind of surprised. Jade was, ended up keeping the pace of the match, ends up hitting a followaway away slam on King, Jade then hits a finish on King. Pinser for the three and your winner of the match is Jade Cargill. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say this was a complete squash. I think King did a pretty decent job in this match um, and they are definitely hyping up Jade Cargill to be the top female in the future for AEW. Um, Personally, I know Tony Khan has expressed that he wants to add more people to the roster and I'm all for that. I'm all for it. But There definitely needs to be more female talent for AEW. And that's one of the things that I think is crippling them right now. They need a a big name. And I understand the people that they have for AEW right now. And they have some good names. You know, Red Velvet being one of them. I think there's a lot of potential in Red Velvet. I think she has a very, very high ceiling in AEW. um, And I love the gimmick. And then you have Big Swole. Again, love the gimmick. I love how she, you know... Betrays herself in the ring and out of the ring. I think she's a fantastic athlete, a great wrestler. Then you obviously have Britt Baker, Sheeta, Rio is back, Um, Serena Deeb, Thunder Rosa. I mean, you have the female talent, but there's not many. And Nyla Rose, other than those few names, man, I mean, that's pretty much it. And that's pretty much who you see on a consistent basis. I'm looking for more female talent. Now, I don't know if the rumors are correct, whether they signed Tessa Blanchard and Daga to a contract with AEW, I think Tessa Blanchard would be a great addition to the women's roster, in my honest opinion. I think Tessa will bring a more serious spotlight to the women's division. Now, some people may disagree with that because, you know, all the speculation around Tessa Blanchard. And you guys have your own opinion on that, and that's fine. And I don't agree with that at all either. But I look at it as as a talent standpoint. You know, I'm not saying what she did was right. I'm not saying that at all. I look at a talent standpoint, obviously Tony Khan and the box and Cody and Omega are going out of their way to talk to Tessa Blanchard and see if she's interested in AEW. And I think she would be a great source in the women's division. Not only that her father is actually employed with the company, her father being Tully Blanchard. Um, I think it's a win-win for Tessa Blanchard to be with all elite wrestling. Number one. Um, So I'm definitely looking forward to see if they're going to sign more female talent. I think that would be absolutely great. And I think they desperately need it. But right now, they are definitely, definitely pushing Jade Cargill. And uh, she looks absolutely phenomenal, man. She looks like she's going to be a powerhouse and a force to be reckoned with within the women's division. So hats off to Jade Cargill for getting the win in this match. Moving on from that, we go into our next match on the card as well. It is Miro defending his TNT Championship against Date Martin. Uh, Starting with the match, Miro's pretty much keeping the pace of the match. Dante then hits a springboard moonsault on Miro that looked absolutely fantastic. Miro then applies a submission on Dante, and you're aware of the match by submission, and still TNT champion is Miro. After the match, though, Jake Roberts and Lance Archer come down to the ring. Jake Roberts has the very choice words for Miro, if you will. Lance Archer is seen pacing back and forth, look like he is ready to just rip Miro's head off. Um... Miro then says, you know, release Lance Archer, let him come down to the ring, and then Lance Archer just books it right to the ring, ends up attacking Miro. Uh, absolutely fantastic stuff. And really, sh- you know, he showed Miro up, man. You know, you see him throw the TNT championship at Miro. I think this is going to be a fantastic match. Now, do I think Miro will retain? I think so. I think it'd be a little ironic for him to have the championship and then lose it that quickly. Um But I'm a big fan of Lance Archer too, man. I think there's a lot of potential for Lance Archer. And possibly a uh, AEW World Championship, hopefully um, coming his way soon, man. I think he, the, the whole gimmick, the Murder Hawk Monster, man, it's just awesome, absolutely awesome. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to this match as well, man. I think it's gonna be absolutely fantastic. But hats off to Miro for getting the win at, in this match and retaining the TNT Championship. After that, we have Sheeta's celebration. Obviously, the longest reigning champion under AEW. She's held, I think, she's held that belt for. I don't know how long it's been. It's been a long time. Um, Shabani's you know interviewing um Sheeta. you know, kind of gives praise to the crowd. Said when she won the championship, there was no crowd there. Um, now that she's celebrating with a, a you know, a live audience, the crowd was going crazy. Everybody was gravitating towards Sheeta. Then Tony Shabani hands Sheeta the new AEW Women's Championship, which looks absolutely phenomenal, man. I mean, I will say this about their titles, man. AEW has some of the best-looking championship titles I've ever seen. Uh, From the, you know, the the different plates they use, the gold. I mean, it looks absolutely fantastic, man. I mean, look at the TNT Championship, you know, or the AEW World Championship. I remember when Bret Hart pretty much debuted that championship. I mean, it was just absolutely beautiful, man. AEW and Tony Khan do a phenomenal job with, you know, creating these titles and make them look so prestigious in professional wrestling. I mean, to me, one of my all-time favorite championship is the all-gold World Heavyweight Championship. That is my favorite championship of all time. That belt is just, I mean, it's a beautiful belt, man. But uh, Shivani ends up handing uh, Sheeta the new AEW Women's Championship that looks absolutely phenomenal. Baker then shows up. Baker says that, that when she wins the belt this Sunday, there will be a new era. Baker kind of mocks Austin 316 when she said that the new era will be you know, known as DMD. So obviously, you know, Baker's kind of getting a little jab at Austin 316 on that, which I thought was kind of funny. And I'm all for it, man. You know, and Tony Tony Khan said the same thing. You know, with AEW Rampage coming into play soon, there's going to be a new era. And with that new era is going to bring in new talent um, and new faces that we've never seen or talent that we have seen that we just haven't seen in a long time. And I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Now, Rampage is going to be every Friday night. Now, as far as I know because of the NBA playoffs right now, Dynamite will be every Friday night until the playoffs are over, and obviously they will go back to Wednesday, and then you'll have Rampage every Friday night. I think it's about an hour show every night from 10 to, like, 11. <clears throat> and I'm all for it. I think it's absolutely fantastic, man. But, um, again, hats off to Sheeta for having that belt for so long. And, again, the new – AEW Women's Championship just looks absolutely phenomenal, man. Absolutely phenomenal. So I'm definitely looking forward to the baker and Sheena match at double or nothing. After that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky versus Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Uh, starting with the match, Dark Order is pretty much keeping the pace. Back and forth matchup between both teams, though. Grayson hits a double Pele kick on Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Ethan Page then hits a Ego's Edge on Evil Uno to look absolutely brutal. Pins in for the three, and your winners of the match are Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. After the match, though, Ethan Page calls out Allen and Sting. Darby Allen is here, but then all these fake stings are coming down to the ring. It was kind of the same thing, if you guys remember, the cinematic match that Darby Allen and Sting had against Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. he had all these fake stings, you know, around the city or driving, you know, Allen, Darby Allen or whatever, to the ring, and and then they got involved in the match, and then Ricky Starks and Brian Cage are attacking these fake Stings, and then the real Sting shows up. This was literally the same thing. And within those fake Stings, we had the real Sting with a fake Sting mask showing up, and then, you know, just beating the crap out of everybody. You know, it was fantastic. Fantastic, man. And again, this is a first match, not a cinematic match. This is the first in-ring match that Sting's had in over six years. You know, and the fans, I mean... When Darby Allen and Sting came out in the beginning of the show, man, the crowd completely erupted. There's no way that Sting and Darby Allen's not going over in that match, man. To give Sting his first, you know, first match in over six years, you're not gonna get the man the win in front of a live audience? Five five thousand plus people at Daily's place. Come on, man. It was absolutely fantastic. You know, and I'm loving what Darby Allen and Sting are doing right now. I think them working together is absolutely fantastic. I think Sting sees a lot of himself in Darby, and I think Darby kind of sees this, the same thing with Sting, you know, and I think both of those guys can relate to a lot of stuff. I mean, you guys got to remember, when Sting first got into wrestling, man, he had the beach blonde hair, you know, the face paint, but not like the crow face paint, you know, and he was a crowd favorite, man. Sting has always and forever will be a baby face, always. No matter what that man does, he will always be a baby face. But hats off to Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky for getting the win in this match. Moving on from that, we go into the Inner Circle Celebration. Uh, The special MC for this was none other than Eric Bischoff. Now, obviously, you guys know who Eric Bischoff is. Ran WCW back in the day. Um, Obviously, worked with WWE as well. Uh, So, it was great to see Eric Bischoff back on Dynamite. Um, But during the whole duration of the celebration, Inner Circle looked back on what they did on Dynamite. All the different stuff they did as far as, you know going up against Darby Allen, Foreman, Inner Circle, obviously the stuff they've been going on with Pinnacle, um, just having a little flashback, if you will, and a look back on what they've done in their career as a stable, as Inner Circle. Um, everybody talks about their time in Inner Circle, such as Santana. Santana cut a great promo, man, fantastic promo. Ortiz talks about, you know, his time in Inner Circle as well, Guevara, Jake Hager, and Chris Jericho, and they all said that they're ready for this match at Double or Nothing, the stadium stampede. And I think that match is going to be absolutely insane, man. I remember the first stadium stampede match. It was just crazy. You know, when Sammy Guevara gets hit with that golf cart. It was just crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. And they're in the, the Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. I mean, come on, man. It's going to be absolutely fantastic, man. A must-see match to watch. Must see. Um, after everybody talks about their time in the Inner Circle, MJF is shown on the Tron with Wardlow. Pretty much talking smack about inner circle and then you look at the goal post at the bottom of the goal post you see none other than the iceman dean malenko pretty much you know wrapped around this uh goal post and looks like he was beaten up by pinnacle or mjf or wardlow after that you can see chris jericho and the inner circle running out trying to get to the stadium trying to save dean malenko but in the meantime as they're running back towards the stadium they are attacked and blindsided by Pinnacle. Pinnacle ended up attacking them backstage. And just an all-out brawl took place, man. It was just it was it crazy. You know, this is just setting up what's going to be a fantastic match at Double or Nothing for the stadium stampede, man. I am very, very much looking forward to that match. And I, I do think Pinnacle will possibly get the win in that match. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I don't want Inner Circle to go. But I think, you know, obviously Jericho being a part of Fozzie, I think they're going to go on tour soon. And I honestly, truthfully, how long could they really stretch this whole inner circle and pinnacle thing it can't last forever folks it can't you know and right now you know obviously they can probably go on a singles run and do their own thing you know inner circle has done everything they possibly have could know could have done you know besides everybody having a championship title which again might be the reason why they might stay together you know so they can all wear gold i don't know but i def i chose pinnacle to get the win in this match but i actually do hope i'm wrong i'd like to see inner circle stick around for a little bit longer but um all in all, this was a good night, man. This was a fantastic night for Dynamite. Having a live audience, the way they were, and the new stage setup—obviously, it's set up for double or nothing. Um, it was just great having the fans back, man. Uh, the fans really made Dynamite last night very, very special for a lot of people, you know. And just the crowd reactions when people were coming out, the different promos, the interviews, the Inner Circle celebration, Sheeta celebration. Um, the way in I mean, people were losing their mind. When those fireworks went off and everybody was chanting USA, the crowd erupted. You know, the fans are a very vital point in professional wrestling. And I stated that in my last show I did, man. I mean, it, it, the fans are a crucial point for professional wrestling. They are everything for professional wrestling. Without the fans, you know, th- w- what do you got? The fans are going to tell you what they love and what they hate. You know, and the fans are every bit of wrestling than the actual wrestlers that are actually involved in the match. You know, and Tony Khan and Cody, they all made that same, you know, the same statement. And you know, and AEW, in my honest opinion, has some of the best fans in the world. You know, and they shoot it to you straight, man. They either love you or they hate you. You know, and right now, I mean, what AEW is doing right now, they're all the sky's the limit for AEW, man. They're getting a new show coming out with AEW Rampage. Uh, come January 2022, they're moving over to TBS and they're still gonna be doing their four big time events for TNT. Um, they're looking to expand, man, and they're looking to add more people to the roster. Tony Khan has stated um, multiple times now that he's looking to add more names to the roster. And I'm all for it. The other thing I'll get into with the wild card thing as well, and I told you guys I want to get into that, was the Daniel Bryan situation. Now, I could be wrong on this. Now, again, if Daniel Bryan shows up, fantastic. But I think right now with what WWE is doing, it looks like WWE is looking to be working possibly with New Japan Pro Wrestling, which I think is huge. Do I think it's going to officially happen? I have no idea. But if it does happen, that is huge. Very huge. And that could be something where it's going to bring Daniel Bryan into the fold because Daniel Bryan still... I feel like he still wants to be a part of WWE, but I think he also wants to wrestle people from New Japan. So that could be one thing that's pulling Daniel Bryan back into the fold as far as being a part of WWE once again. Um, So I don't know if he's actually going to be the wild card. My safe bet right now, and I'm hoping... who for this to happen would be Andrade. I think Andrade's a smart bet. Obviously, he has been in talks with um, Tony Khan and AEW. It could be Daga as well. They have been talking to Tony Khan as well. I'm hoping it's Andrade. And if it is Andrade, I want the old Andrade. Andrade we got from NXT, man. The guy that just, you know, had phenomenal matches with NXT and the match, like the match he had with Johnny Gargano at TakeOver Philadelphia. Fantastic. Fantastic. Sign me up. But all in all this was a fantastic event man i this dynamite was just awesome and it just set the tone and the pace of what everybody's gonna get come sunday for double or nothing you know then you have fan fest on saturday it's just you know it's great to have the fans back at dynamite you know and everybody's getting ready to go back on tour dynamite's getting ready to do their thing have you know be back on the road wwe's getting ready to go back on the road so this is only getting started man and it's going to be absolutely insane i think this summer for AEW is going to be absolutely insane. Um, but As far as the show being, I had to give it a 6 or a 7, or if not an 8. This was a really good show. It was great to see the fans back. A lot of the segments and the promos that were cut during this event were absolutely phenomenal, man. And I'm very, very much excited to see Double or Nothing. man. I think it's going to be an absolutely fantastic show, and I hope you guys do tune in that this Sunday. But uh, this is my review on AEW's Dynamite. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful, and remember, stay classic. Peace.